the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Well, 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 good morning. It is the Tea Health Show with Chris Avon Smith and the lovely Dr. Mark sitting here looking very glamorous in his powder blue scrubs, which is always a good thing. Morning, Chris. How are you? Very well, thank you. Oh, good. He's put his microphone in the right place. Speak into the microphone. Good one. Happy New Year, everybody. It's a strange, strange year. It's a strange, strange world we live in, Master Jack. Master Jack? Um, yes. Uh, you know what? I think um, we went into this year hoping for change and um Coming out of a very difficult year And here we are um, In quite a precarious position um, mm. What will happen in the next couple of weeks Will determine the, f- the fate of um, Our response to this pandemic For the next year <clears throat> you know, I mean, Mark, we were talking off air and I mean, we are, we're seeing a spike now, but we're going to see a much bigger spike in the next couple of weeks, I, I should imagine. You can, you can think about uh, the students that went to rage. Yeah. Um, now, I want to rant about this a little bit because well, please those do. It's my favorite hobby horse at the moment. Um, those, those kids first and foremost shouldn't have been allowed by their parents to go. Well, um, it's, it's, it's not the kids, it's the parents, 100%. And then secondly, you know what? I know that there were kids that, um, were positive and there were transport organized for them and they got onto planes and they flew back. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a blatant disregard, um, for other people's health and safety. You yeah. know what? Yes, the, the younger persons do not get affected as badly, but on that plane were elderly people well, that, I, you know, it might now be fighting for their lives. Well, I, I said, I, my favorite saying over this period was, what did you get granny for Christmas to those kids? Yeah, you got her COVID. You know, I mean, so. that's, anyway, uh, it, it's, it's horrendous, it's, it's terrible, and we must just all take all the precautions we can. Stay safe, wear your mask. Um, stay away from people. I think that's what the president will try and enforce. Yeah. Um, this evening is uh, keep people away from each other. You know, but it's as simple as that. Don't go where other people are at the moment. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it just makes sense. Right. Let's jump into our topic of today because we we're talking about. Something we have spoken about it before, but but I think we need to really unpack it. And we're talking about erectile dysfunction today. In erectile dysfunction, in most people's nomenclature, in mine, sexual functioning. Yes. Okay, you've always made that distinction. I, you know, at sexual functioning, just um, gives us a much bigger. Broader understanding of um, what is happening when you have erectile dysfunction, because erectile dysfunction is not only about not being able to get an erection; it's about the psychological effect that it has on you. It's about the effect that it has on you and your sure. partner and your relationships. Um, so, for me, uh, you know, it, when when someone presents with erectile dysfunction to his GP. Yeah. There's only one outcome. And that would be to give him a, a prescription um, medication. Which and you, absolutely. And there you sent out and you're on your own again. Um, and, you know, for me, that, that's in, in my practice, a sixth of the 
total things that we can do. One 100%. out of six. Um, and that's the easiest one. So, but it, it, may I ask, is it the, it, it may be the easiest one because yes, you write, write a prescription. The guy's going to go away, um, with, with the little blue pill or whatever he's taking, Cialis or, the, or whatever it is. He, he will be able to get an erection. Generally, unless there's something physiologically wrong, not necessarily. Oh, really? It's the it's the only one that was available to us for such a long time. You know, at, um, when did we start getting Viagra? I was in in varsity. I was starting to. Oh, so to last give year it. only. Uh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, so this was in the mid nineties. Yes. That that Viagra became available. Before that, we had something called Coverjet or Alprostadol, which was the injectable one. But very very few people know about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, for the past almost thirty years, there has only been the one option available. Absolutely. Um, you you know the. It, it, it always worries me, and, and I think what I'd like to do is just get rid of the tablets now. Let's finish the conversation around because there's so much more going ahead with it. We'll, we'll circle back to them a little bit later. Okay. Um, so let's talk uh, about what, what happens when or what causes erectile dysfunction. Let's start. Okay. There. Causes are probably a very good way of starting, actually. Let's see. Okay. So if we look at primary Erectile dysfunction. These are usually guys that um, have spinal injuries. Right. So a high spinal injury can cause uh, nerve damage that affects um, the perineal area. Um, when you say high spinal, are, are you looking s- s- sort of midway up the back and, ab- and above generally? Yes. These are, these are paraplegics. Uh, quadriplegics um, could have well qu- quadriplegics most probably would have right. erectile um, dysfunction. Not all your paraplegics do. Yes. Um, so it's really at, at which level of um, damage the uh, the spine, spine was arch, injured. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then we have things like um, blood flow problems. Um, so here we start looking at comorbidities, right. hypertension, diabetes. Um, those are the ones that that causes uh, a lot of erectile dysfunction, and I see that in my practice, especially in my um, Umschlanger practice, a lot. Our, our okay. populations that battle with diabetes, our Indian and our Black patients, mm. um, you know, it, it's it's rife under them, and it's. They present with it at a very young age, and this is because the diabetes is not not properly controlled. And when we look at that, you know, at the first place that I start is, sorry, we're not going to try and get you to have sex. We have to get you to try and survive. Right. Um, and then we start treating the diabetes properly. Um Medication, prescription medication is a huge cause for erectile dysfunction. And here we go from um, blood pressure medication to your psychiatric medication. Okay. Um, the list is sort almost antidepress- endless. Antidepressants All of them. On, on, and your normal blood pressure, your, that sort of thing, right? All of them. Most of them can lead to erectile dysfunction. Um Interesting. We spoke the other day with Dr. Kathy Davies yes. about um, uh, prescription medication to prevent hair loss. Yes. Um, and there we have uh, finasteride, which is uh, Propecia and um, Finpecia. And they had to, um, I think they actually lost the case. Um, that was made against them for uh 
causing erectile dysfunction um, in men, some of it irreversible. So you irreversible, know, irreversible. Wow, erectile dysfunction. So you get a gain a head of hair and and lose an erection. Sure. You know what? And yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather be bald. I must be honest. You know what? Yes, that because that brings about a set of its own challenges. Needless to say, it's actually quite funny that when I think about it, a lot of the treatments for erectile dysfunction and baldness are exactly the same. Oh, really? We'll get into them. Good. You'll yes. see. Okay. So, um, medication, chronic conditions can lead to erectile dysfunction. And then, for me, this is a big one. It's a psychological um, Yes. Problems that lead to erectile dysfunction And usually this is because I'm battling to get an erection So every time that we go into a sexual um, charged situation There's already a little bit of an anxiety Fuck, is my little tablet going to work? Um, you know what? Am I going to be able Am to I perform? Am I going to be able to perform? I mean, that's, that's, it's, it, I, I don't know about you, but I certainly, in going into the situation, there's always that, ooh. You know, is this case not not? Am I going to get an erection? I'm luckily I don't have that. But but am I going to be able to perform adequately? Am I going to sort of be okay for my partner's expectations? All of that sort of thing, and that's huge. So I'm I'm going to tell you what one of my patients said to me. So this is um, picture it, Sicily, 1922. (laughs) Um, This is a this is a strapping young man. he is a Canadian. Um, every time he walks into the office, uh, you know what? Alice and Elise just melt, melt, uh, literally. Okay, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to ask Alice when his next appointment is, so I can and be there. He's, <laughs> um, you know what? And he's recently single, so he is having a good time. And um, he said to me. Okay, I have a problem. The last four times, um, I couldn't perform. Sure. Um, I mean, four times is, is in, 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 in a row. Yeah, that's huge. And I said to him, okay, we need to stop this immediately because it happens once. It's okay. I had too much to drink. I'm exhausted. I'm um, really stressed at work. She's My mind's not, not that pretty. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we all find those excuses. It wasn't us. Yeah. That's easy to do the first time. The second time, he started getting a little bit worried. Sure. By the third encounter, he was apprehensive. And with the fourth one, he said, okay, fine, I actually don't want to do this. Mm. Mm. And now it becomes a psychological problem. And can, 90%... I, can, I ask, can, can I just ask you, in, in his case, was he able to get an erection by he himself? He can get a beautiful, hard, solid erection that lasts when he's on his own. Right. So, and that's where the psychological part of erectile sure. dysfunction comes in. And that is not... That's not what we treat with um, Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, um, you know, because um, the brain can overrule the stimulus to get an erection. Absolutely. Um, and we need to start there. That, for me, is is the most important part of erectile dysfunction to treat, is being confident about okay this will work i can i can go out tonight and i can go and have a good time and if i meet someone this could work i and i can go to dinner with my partner um you know what we're going to have a bottle of wine and we can come back home um and everything will normal yeah situation normal because that's that's what you you want so for me when a patient walks into my office we start with a full-on history right um we look at all the comorbidities that are there and we address them first 
they need to be treated. Blood pressure is not something that you can leave. Diabetes is certainly not something that you can, okay, today I'm going to take my medication. Tomorrow I'm not going to take my yeah, medication. Yeah. Today I'll eat well. Uh, next week I have a blood test for my doctor. So, okay, this week I'll eat okay. Um, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. These things are progressive. Um, Cardiovascular disease and especially vascular disease is a progressive disease. It starts in your smallest, smallest capillaries and it spreads to the bigger ones. Right. And it's the small capillaries that forms the sponge tissue in the penis. So those are the ones that's affected first. Um, deal, deal with a cause. Um, and, and you find a solution. Okay. I mean, it's it, it's huge, especially the psycholo- psychological one. Physiological, if there's been an, a, um, a, an accident or something where we know it's not going to work, the nerves to that area are kaput. We we know that. Psychological is is huge. Where do we go to? So so people have come into. And, and you, you, I know you very well. You do a huge panel of bloods to, yeah. to, to check, uh, to check out what are, are there other cofactors go, going on, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll check the blood pressures and the de- whatever you, you do your clinical workup. Um, erectile dysfunction like, um, libido, etc., etc. These things, you cannot look at anything that happens in the body in isolation. Yes. The body is a system. If one of the systems in the body is out of tune, like a finely tuned car, I don't know what that is, but in any case, like a finely tuned balance, if balance goes out in one system, yes, the body is able to compensate for that by creating changes elsewhere. Right. The homeostasis is starting to go. Homeostasis is the ability to keep the internal space the same. The moment that there's a tipping point, all the systems fail. So it's really about creating harmony. In all the systems, and that's why you know it. It might look um, excessive, but if you do not look at everything that's going on in the body, um, you can't treat one system on its own. Right, right. I mean, it, and I mean that I know that your your philosophy, and it's the philosophy of lot a lot of your co- colleagues. You have to look at everything holistically. So, I mean, say for example, you've got the psycho- psychological. You get you going to Look at what's going on in that person's life. So you'll rule out any medical factors. And then if it is psychological, you'll start, you'll start looking what, what's going on in, in their environment. So let's bring back to topic. What I find my patients are starting to present with, um, generally is fatigue. Right. Anxiety, loss of libido, erectile dysfunction, okay. loss of sleep. So I can, I can, I can highlight those five issues are for most probably 90% of men over the age of 35. Right. Now, I, I, and I want to repeat this over the age of 35. You know, at 10 years ago, this number would have been most probably closer to 50. I was just going to say probably 10 years ago, over 45 at least. You, you um, know, I have seen in the past six years the average age of my patient presenting with fatigue, uh, sexual dysfunction, um, and anxiety become younger and younger every year um, due to most probably stress, lifestyle. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I was um, in the bush with my brother over Christmas and 
the lifestyle that they have on in rural areas, if I can call that. Mm. It's rural. They live in the bush, according to me. There's only uh, 20,000 people in the town. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's we small. have that <laughs> in my suburb. Um, so the lifestyle that they live there is drastically different to the lifestyle that we live in Johannesburg specifically. Sure. Um, the Cape Tonians is a little bit more chilled, I think, than here. Here, the pace is frenetic, and I can see the difference between patients that I have in my rural areas and the patients that I have in the city. They're much younger. Um, the pressures are higher. Um, mm. Diets are different. So uh, that really plays a role. Um, Getting back to how that affects your psyche um, is cortisol gets released if we stress. Cortisol is a stress hormone, um, and that will throw a hell of a lot of stuff out of balance. Right. Um, so it's quite interesting to to think about that. So, okay, so when we started the program, we, we started talking about uh, – we, we spoke about the little blue tablets and that, that sort of thing. And you said to me that's one-sixth of how you treat within your, within your practice. Yes. Let's go into how do we treat this. We've looked at causes now. Let's, let's look at how, what are op- the options available out there. Okay. So – we start with balancing hormone levels. Right. And here, you know, we, we always bring everything back to testosterone. For me, it's a miracle drug. Um, so why hormone balancing? The balance between testosterone and estrogen in men mm. is a finely tuned um, and very... Um, Mobile uh, ratio. We need estrogen for two specific reasons. Right. One, it protects us from cardiovascular disease. And to, as an example of the, the of, you never see women who have heart attacks before the age of menopause. Right. And then their risk jumps to be back the same yeah. as men. And. We need estrogen for bone mineralization. Again, women, uh, osteoporosis. Okay. Again, women post-menopause are very um, susceptible to, to, to osteoporosis. osteoporosis. Okay. So our estrogen levels are usually quite stable. But testosterone, which starts declining from mm. the age of about 28 – can create um, an inverse ratio between the amount of testosterone and estrogen. And I find that when you balance that, testosterone that plays a major role in higher function works on the libido. Right. The want, the need, the actual thinking about sex, that's libido. And that for me is Start number one. If the libido decreases, it means that I'm not thinking about sex, um, which means that I don't want to have it as often, which means that the functioning is going to deteriorate. Right. So for me, I always start with libido, balancing hormones. Then we go over to the second and the third one. And this is about regenerating erectile tissue. So, I mean, which would age naturally as we get older. Get, you know, but there's, I call it the plumbing, the mechanics of having an erection. Sure. And that over time gets damaged. It's an end, end artery. Um, it's like women that start or men that start getting these fine spider veins on their legs. Uh, you know, you don't have them as a baby. It's, they become weak. The um, cell walls become brittle. Uh, there's a little bit of leakage. Uh, and now we have spider veins. Right. 
it's the same kind of thing that happens in the penis where we have spongy tissue that's full of blood you know now it's difficult to get blood in there and it's difficult to keep the blood there we don't for instance i always tell men this you don't need testosterone to get an erection testosterone doesn't play a direct role in yeah, you're not going to have a testosterone shot and get a harder no right not all we need is blood flow. So this is where we go and we restore tissue. And with that, and, and this is where we come back to hair restoration, we use two modalities, PRP and right. electrostimulation. Um, exactly like we would do for hair restoration. So just, PRP. Just PRP oh, right. <laughs> I was just going to ask you. Great so minds. <laughs> PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Yep. And we've talked about it in so many different programs because it's so universal. Platelet-rich plasma comes from your own blood. Where we take blood, we put it in the centrifuge and we split it into the four components. Red blood cells gives us oxygen. It carries oxygen. Your white blood cells is responsible for the immune system. Uh, platelets traditionally in our minds is what causes clotting. And then we have a water and protein component, which is the plasma. Right. <clears throat> so we are after the platelets. Why? If you have an injury to uh, a vessel the platelets is what stops the bleeding it creates a plug right the damaged tissue needs to be repaired the platelets the moment that they're out of a vascular environment so if they outside in the normal tissue they will degranulate they literally burst okay and they release growth factors. And it's that that we after. And the growth factors is almost like the blueprint for cells how to repair themselves. So we harvest the growth factor ability of platelets. And by injecting it back into the tissue, you stimulate Renewal and rejuvenation of that tissue. So a repair of blood vessels, new blood vessels, repair of nerve tissue and nerve mm. endings, new nerves. And lo and behold, we also form new cells. So a great way of increasing size. And uh, you know what? What a lovely side, be side benefit. Wonderful. And it's it's actually quite dramatic. Um, initially, I was quite skeptical about it. And you know what? After I've done four or five on a patient, it's visually uh, obvious that there's a difference. Right. So we start with platelet-rich plasma. And in my practice, I, I usually, if not always, combine it with electrostimulation. Okay. So, so a double whammy. You know, but electrostimulation is new. Um, platelet-rich plasma has been around for quite a number of years. We started using it in sports therapies um, many years ago. Uh, it's well known to be used in orthopedics. Uh, the dentist used it um, or has been using it for a long time to create dental plugs. Um, ophthalmology is using it. The aesthetic industry, this is the new thing, um, platelet-rich plasma, right. hair restoration, uh, neurology. It's been around. Um, now we're starting to find uses for it in literally everything that we do. Harvest the body's natural ability to heal um, instead of giving it um, the possible side effects of certain medications. Right. Um, Electrostimulation is the new kid on the block. Um, work was done by phenomenally bright people. Um, the one that, that I'm going to reference is a Dr. Carboni who's in Brazil. She's a specialist physiotherapist that works on electrostimulation. Um, and she did a phenomenal study that proves that at certain, um, Energies and, and so, um, wavelengths, um, and strength of current, um, 
you can stimulate a specific cell right. to replicate. Okay. Um, and to repair. So um, she went and for each different modality, she designed protocols um, that stimulate these, these cells. And I'm lucky enough to be one of only two places in South Africa that have uh, the use of these devices that um, that's been uh, given to us. So um, the electrostimulation is wonderful. It's the protocol is very easy. You come in, we take um, small electrodes which we place on the penis, um, and for forty-five minutes you sleep if you want. Um, the machine does its own thing, uh, and patients reply uh, and report. Differences and changes within the first two to three weeks. Fantastic, and I mean, I assume those electrodes. It's it's not a painful invasive. You don't know that you have it on, and it's just on the shaft of the penis. Yeah. So, so you know, I usually tell the guys we're going to take a car battery, and you know, we'll start <laughs> the engine soon. But and jumper leads. <laughs> um, but that that really is not the case. The same as with um, PRP. It really isn't painful. Um, the first time that they, the patients come into my office and do the procedure, they're very apprehensive, as you can imagine. Um, because it's injecting, and literally, into the The moment area. that I do the first injection, I say to them, it's not as bad as you think, hey. And they say, fuck, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to say that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, but no, it's, um, it's, it's not a, a painful procedure. It's, it's quick and easy to do, and it's incredibly effective. Combine the two and, uh, you know what, uh, patients, you change lives. Okay, so we've done basically three. Of the six, wow. Of the six. So now we come to, for me, which is one of the great ones, um, treating the mind. So peptide therapy is starting to become more and more of a buzzword. Why? Because instead of having to take huge, um, complex hormones, mm. um, we are able to break them down into their building blocks, peptides. Okay. So, so those are, peptides are the building blocks of hormones? Yeah. Right. So peptides are protein structures, and you know that all hormones are made up of proteins. So by, by being able to take a peptide, you stimulate a normal hormonal cascade. Right. Instead of doing that with a synthetic hormone, which usually has side effects. The peptide that I'm, uh, we use in erectile dysfunction is called PT141. In layman's terms, uh, love is peptide. It's an oxytocin analog. Um, oxytocin being uh, one of the neurotransmitters that works on the limbic system in the brain. The limbic system is the feel-good system in the right, brain. Right, right. Um, this is you not... a piece of chocolate. The limbic system gets yeah. engaged. Yeah. You know, it, this is not um, a... Stimulant, it's not um, antidepressant, it's not an upper, it's, it just makes us feel a little bit better. Why? Because you're stimulating the same kind of um, hormones and endorphins that are released with uh, sex, with uh, exercise, as you said, with chocolate. Um, it makes us feel better. It's got a couple of side effects. Right. One of the side effects is that it makes us horny. Um, <laughs> is and that such a bad thing, one asks? <laughs> the other thing is that it gives us erections. Right. So, And that's what I'm after when I give my patients PT1 for one. I want them to start getting I, – I give it – sorry, let me just backtrack a little bit. I give it to my patients at nighttime just before they go to sleep. Um, this is one of the substances that crosses the blood-brain barrier. And we've okay. spoken about this um, 
in uh, the blood-brain barrier when we talk about neuroinflammation and protecting the brain against certain substances. Exactly. So PT-141 crosses the blood-brain barrier freely. And because it does that, it can create a little bit of nausea. Okay. Okay. Um, so nighttime's a good time to take it. So you, I take it, I give it to my patients the first couple of days, nighttime just before they go to bed. And what I aim to get through that, and I usually do in about the first week to 10 days, is they start waking up in the middle of the night with erections. Um, they wake up in the morning with a morning erection. Right. The reason I do that is so that you can start seeing that this thing is functional. You know what? Um, okay. It's working. Um, to help you get over the fear of um, walking into a sexual situation. <clears throat> so PT-141 combined and added into hormone replacement therapy, which increases higher function, thinking about sex, uh, sexual desire, mm-hmm. um, and functioning, win-win combination. And now you're starting to restore the tissue. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Which is necessary. You know, it, if you want the car to um, get a young girl to sit on it, um, <laughs> you know, it, then... It needs to be bright and shiny. Sure. So restore the restore it to its former to glory. Its bright and shininess. <laughs> um, now, this for me the potions and the lotions, um, and that's the prescription medication. Okay. So that's number five. And then there's a new kid on the block, one that very few of us knew about. Um, and guys, you are all going to start using Botox. <laughs> uh, from now on And not scrotox Where we want to have a wrinkle free scrotum I mean, But yes. Botox into the penis Wow um, Think about that a little bit for okay, me So please. very easy um, Botox is a neurotransmitter uh, And sorry I shouldn't be using the Word Botox so but, our but, neuro- but it's the, it's, it's the it's generic the, understanding for okay. people. So, so with our neurotoxins Or our toxins that we Use just in all fairness There's two uh, That's freely available in South Africa And that's Dysport and Botox Okay, I've used uh, both <coughs> In my yeah. face and uh, equally So um, The toxin that I would use in, in, in the penis I use For the following reasons Firstly Toxins is a neuromodulator. Right. It stops the nerve endings from being active. For me, what I tell my aesthetic patients is the first thing that you need to know about toxin is that it's safe. The safety lies in the way in which it works. Um, It inactivates the nerve ending. The moment that the nerve ending is inactivated, the body Produces a new one It regenerates Right What makes it so safe Is that there's no um, Metabolites Um, It just It's as if it disappears Uh, It doesn't change Into anything else That needs to be excreted it's not absorbed Into anything No It shouldn't be there And all of that So the nerve ending uh, Is inactivated And over time The body forms a new one So you go back To where you were so we are after exactly that. We want the nerve endings around the, the muscle of a blood vessel to be inactivated. Blood vessels have a small little ring of uh, muscle, smooth muscle around it, which will relax if there's no neurostimulation. Right. Which means that they get a little bit bigger, better blood flow, better blood flow to the penis. Perfect. It's phenomenal. I mean, it, 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 to me, there, there is a counterintuitiveness to this in that you don't want nerve endings paralyzed. You would immediately think, oh, no, you're not going to bring that close to me. You know what? I'm going sure. to have a floppy penis. Yeah. No, it's, it has exactly the opposite effect. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fantastic, actually. And I mean, 
Because it's a simple, once again, it's a simple procedure. It's I usually combine it with a, uh, with a PRP procedure and I just mix a little bit of Botox in. Perfect. I mean, so you don't even know that you're getting it. And it's those 20 gauge needles that you use, right? No, Chris, <laughs> do not scare the people. <laughs> so, um, if we talk about the procedures quickly. Yeah. So PRP, um, very simple. We take blood, we spin it off. Um, here I need to stop and just say not all PRP is equal. It really depends on how the blood is taken, um, how it's treated afterwards, how it's spun afterwards, and how soon it's injected in you. We get all different forms. We get uh, platelet-rich uh, plasma. We get platelet-poor plasma. We get platelet-fibrin-rich uh, uh, um, plasma, which is, you know, just a little bit of a fibrin that's, that's in there, so it really depends on on how you take it, whether you have Where good you quality it and all of that. So um, then it's in, injected back into the tissue. It's it's as simple as that. We put a numbing cream uh, onto number skin. Um, if anyone has ever had uh, an injection of something like Cavaject. Um, or alprostadol, uh, you know it. The difficult part is not the injecting. The difficult part is getting the needle in. Yes. Um, and once the needle, it's, it's really not sore. You're injecting into a sponge tissue in any case, so it's there to absorb the fluid. It's not if you're going to have a lump. Ner- and not into nerve, n- no. a nerve-rich environment, in other words, which which is where the pain often comes in. So, uh, you know what? We- the nerve-rich area is the corona. It's the head of the penis. Yeah. Now, the numbing cream that we use is so effective that um, I, when I inject into that, that's the part that the guys don't feel. The part that they do have a little bit of a sensation is if we look at the anatomy of a penis, the penis has two, I want to call it sheaths around yeah. it, that keeps the sponge tissue together. Now, very fibrous. Um, and like your periosteum, which is the, the sheath that uh, surrounds bone, um, it's full of nerve endings. And it's those, just the needle touching those nerves, right. nerve endings and you go through it. Um, that's a little bit sore. Um, to, to quickly speak about the, um, uh, electrostimulation, really, again, um, you know what, this is, um, as easy as coming in, uh, there's a set protocol. Um, the electrodes that goes onto the peanuts are tiny. And for 45 minutes, you f- might feel a, a little bit of a buzz. Uh, not even. Um, to no, no worse than, than your smartwatch when you're getting a message. Yeah, it's about that. Mm. Um, then there is uh, also uh, in the same... Category, I want to say almost as electrostimulation, this shockwave therapy, which is acoustic treatments. Now, shockwave therapy, um, is there to revascularize. So to wake it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, some people are using it. Um, it's, it's a known or it's starting to become a recognized treatment for erectile dysfunction. But shockwave therapy is um, a little bit difficult to do. All of these, uh, I have to say, it's not a once-off treatment. Um, I was I was going to ask you, what what is the protocol around this? How, how what, what are people in for when they... So start the, this process. The, the internationally, the international protocol for electrostimulation that we do is um, a four-week treatment, twice a week. Okay, um, and for forty-five minutes at yeah, a time. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a time investment, obviously, and, and a financial investment. There's a financial investment. It's not expensive. Um, shockwave therapy. Um, and electrostimulation, really not expensive. It shouldn't cost you more than five, maybe six thousand rand per um, cycle. So four week cycle. Yeah, um, and I I want to call it a cycle because this is regenerative mm. medicine. 
um, you know, you're stimulating the body to regenerate itself. That firstly starts, it takes time for tissue to sure. renew. Um, but renewal carries on afterwards. Um, for me, but, but sorry, I, I, you're talking about a cycle. With anything that is regenerated, there's going to at some point be a degeneration. Yes. Again. Yes. I mean, it's aging process and yeah. all of that takes Absolutely. over. It's normal. Yeah. Okay. So I, I sometimes have to break protocol with some of our patients that just cannot get to us twice a week. Yeah. Um, and for them, I say, you know, electrostimulation, uh, PRP, whatever it is, it's regenerative. You start the process and it carries on by itself. If you do it per protocol, yes, because we know that that protocol works. We, you know, we have scientific papers that prove that this works. Is it going to be as effective if I do it once every two weeks? Probably over time, um, you know, but you will get the same effect. Right. It's just going to take you that much longer. But, it's better than doing nothing. Sure. The the whole reason behind Dr. Carboni doing electrostimulation um, for erectile dysfunction is that erectile dysfunction medication, Viagra Cialis Levitra, is very expensive. Um, South Africa is most probably one of the cheapest places where you can buy it. I mean, a friend of mine was on uh, Cialis, and it it cost an arm and a leg to to stay on. in the states absolutely it's in, it's not cheap mm. um it's really a rich man's drug and erectile uh, the electrostimulation um was aimed at that market where you can give guys a permanent um and long lasting uh, outcome with a small investment right um, PRP is exactly the same. PRP does cost a little bit more. You're looking at four to five, at least four to five treatments. Um, recommended by um, the guru of, elect- uh, of uh, PRP, Dr. Charles Runnels, who's from the States. Um, he was the pioneer in this. Um, who, he was the guy who decided, I'm going to inject platelets into my Penis and see what happens. Okay. Um, hey, Dr. Franken's. <laughs> it works. Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Uh, it works. So, um, it's, it's, um, small sacrifices, I think, for huge returns. Um, if you, if you, like having an active sex life and not having the constraints of, uh, I have to plan um, how I do this, when I do what. I had a um, very funny thought now. It's probably a lot cheaper than having to go out and buy that Porsche in order to make you attractive. True, true. You know, it's, so, so it's, it's, it's an investment, but it's an investment in you and your health and your lifestyle. Yes. For me, you know, but the sad part about getting older is we finally get rid of the children yes. and in the house. And this is round about our late forties, fifties and into our sixties. And this, this is the time that finally you can be spontaneous with your partner. Um, there's no children that is interrupting you know what Saturday morning your wife has bent over the washing machine um, you can surprise her uh, instead of okay keep that position I'll be back in half an hour I'm just going to take a little pull yeah by the time that you got back she's found two things that she's screaming at you about so um, I, I, sorry I mean just just, just to lighten, lighten the mood of every, many years ago and this is in the 90s a friend of mine's father got some Vi- Viagra and uh, he popped one and sort of went to his wife and says, okay, darling, I'm ready. And she said, well, I'm not. You better sort yourself out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? So, you know, but for me, the years that you should be able to reconnect with, with the person that you are with at that time um, – is constrained by the fact that mm. 
nothing is working properly anymore. Yeah. Now it's becoming a battle. Um, and that is what I, I f- find this approach to erectile dysfunction. Balancing of your hormones, restoring tissue to its normal state, um, reversing the effects of comorbidities like diabetes, um, hypertension, um, taking a good look at chronic medication, um, adding something like a PT-141, which helps with uh, erections, stimulate the limbic system, making you feel good, making you feel horny, um, and then if need be, we add the crutches, you know, at Viagra Cialis. Uh, if you break a leg, you put it in a cast and you walk on a crutch sure. for a while. But eventually, you know, it, you should be able to take those crutches away and run again. Um, I find that being dependent only on erectile function prescription medication keeps you on a crutch. I mean, and and that's what's so exciting about this topic now is that there are so many more options available to us. Very long-lasting, very effective, very natural, um, and you're not pumping yourself full of chemicals. And you can go out and have an active sex life like we all should, especially in these times. Yeah, and it's so, so, so important. Mark, how do people get hold of you? I mean, because, I mean, they're going to want to know I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to say, okay, who do I go to? First, first of all, not, not just you. What's their first step? Because if they're sitting in, not in Johannesburg or Mshlanga or Malawi where you've got your practices or Pretoria, um, where do they go to? Who do, what's their first step? You know what the easiest is if you have, if you have a problem with erections or anything, you know, your GP is your first port of call. Always. Yeah. Have a personal relationship with your GP. Um, you can get hold of specialists. Uh, your GP would refer you on to a specialist if need be, if they think it's necessary. It's easy. You find us. I, I'm going to give the T clinics, um, uh, address here because um, I have different types of clinics. So the tea clinic is very easy. It's www.thetclinic.com. There's dashes in, but if you put in tea clinic, you'll find it. Yes, yeah, I've tried um, it and it does work. A, yeah. a phone number, really easy, 10 Um and there you, you know, it, you will find everything that you need on the website. Um, first port of call, always your GP. If in doubt, call the doctor. Right, absolutely. And that always makes the most sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mark, as per usual, hard topic well discussed. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope it gets harder for, for <laughs> more people out there. Well, let, let's just hope so. But it's been fantastic. And we're going to be back next week. And... It's fabulous to be back on air again. Um, and let's it was a good break, though. I have to be uh, honest. Yeah, we. It, it, it need, I needed that break just just to end that year, and I suddenly feel more energized to start this year, no matter what's going, or what we're facing. So that's always good. You know? Stay safe. Wear masks. Wash sanitize, and please stay away from other people. Hundred percent. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll be back next week this has been the tea health show with dr mark and chris haven smith sponsored by the tea clinic for more information contact admin at the tea